You're listening to The Contract Playbook, your on-the-go resource for tackling contracts in your online creator business. I'm your host, attorney Casey Handy-Smith. Let's get into it. Hey, hey, welcome in to this week's episode of The Contract Playbook. In last week's episode, which was our first official episode of the podcast, we started to lay the foundation on what exactly makes a contract legally enforceable and the key contract terms that should be included in every agreement. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a snooze fest for you. I tried to keep it as short and simple as possible, but I think it's extremely important that we start to lay this foundation to really help you navigate contracts in your online business. So in today's episode, I want to switch gears a little bit in moving away from some of the technicalities when it comes to contracts, like looking at, you know, key terms and language that should be included, and instead taking a look at some of the things that may be holding you back from confidently implementing, navigating, and negotiating contracts in your online business. And what I mean by this are things like beliefs that you may have. We all have beliefs about various things in our business, in our lives, every aspect of our lives. We have beliefs about something. And what I find so often when it comes to contracts, so many customers and clients that I've worked with operate from this belief system of, I'm not a lawyer, so I'll just kind of hope for the best until I can afford to hire one. Or a common belief that's along the same lines is something like, you know, I don't really feel that confident about my contracts, but I'll feel a lot more confident once I can hire a lawyer. And listen, I totally get it. I know contracts can be extremely technical. You know, even listening to last week's episode as I was going through the different terms that should be inside of your agreements. And so I understand where these belief systems come up because of course, you know it's important to legally protect your online business and brand. That's why you're listening to this podcast. And you're not alone in this, right? So I'm a huge contract geek. And so I'm constantly doing research and going to trainings. And I recently came across a study that was conducted by World Commerce and Contracting that found that 88% of business users find contracts to be difficult or impossible to understand. Now, I'm sharing that with you simply to let you know that how you're feeling is you're not alone in this. So many business owners feel the same way. And when I asked this question to my own community, the percentage was even higher of those who said they felt like contracts were difficult or impossible to understand. And so in this episode, I want to kind of look at that a little bit more and look at what contracts are truly meant to be to kind of help to start to shift your perspective on contracts being, you know, this difficult thing that you really can't, you know, tackle on your own, that you can't feel confident about unless you hire an attorney or until you've, you know, been able to hire an attorney. Um, and this isn't to say, so for anyone listening who is a lawyer, um, my fellow colleagues, this isn't to say that having a lawyer um, isn't 
beneficial. It's extremely beneficial to be able to hire a lawyer to help you with contracts, to review your contracts. But the reality is you may not be in a place where you can afford to hire a lawyer to handle all things contracts in your business. And there are a lot of things where you don't necessarily need to hire a lawyer to do it if you have the right information and resources. I firmly believe that with the right resources, you can be empowered to handle a lot of these things, you know, on your own as a business owner um, in your company. And so one of the things I want to really highlight here is what the true goal of contracts are. So contracts are really meant to satisfy business goals while balancing the risk and rewards and ultimately making contracts easier and clear for users to implement. Something I heard um, on a training, and I can't remember the the presenter's name right now, um, but she said something really powerful that really stuck with me. And it's that contracts are business documents, not legal documents. And when she said this in that presentation, you could have heard a pin drop in that virtual room because the presentation was largely to other lawyers and, you know, other like legal professionals. And she even took a poll on that question and the vast majority completely disagreed with this statement or this sentiment. And it was so funny because when she said it, I was like one of the few who's like, yeah, like I completely, I agree with that. They really are business documents. But thankfully by the end of the presentation, she was able to kind of shift the perspective on this um, and more people were able to see that, yeah, contracts really are business documents. And what is meant by that and what the point she was kind of getting across and something that I've always believed and resonated with and haven't always been able to kind of articulate it the way that she did is that contracts are really to satisfy those the business goals, right? Of course, there are legal terms and there's legal components to contracts, but contracts are for the business users. So if you can't understand and easily use your contracts, then you've missed the entire point. They're not just for lawyers to be able to communicate. It's for the everyday people in the business to be able to take these documents and be able to actually navigate relationships. Now, another thing that I'll say here is a lot of the fancy legalese that you see in contracts, so many people get tripped up on this in thinking that unless they have all of that, their contract's not going to be legally enforceable. It's not as, you know, good or as strong. But the reality is a lot of that language is not only unnecessary, but it's actually frowned upon by courts. So if you ever found your situa- yourself in a situation where you actually had to go to court to enforce a contract, courts actually prefer that contracts are written in plain English so that the people using them can actually understand them and navigate in their contracts. And so when it comes to, you know, implementing contracts, um, editing and navigating contracts, negotiating contracts in your business, what I always like to say is, You don't need to hire a lawyer, but you do need a strategy. And again, I'll come back to that caveat. I don't believe in living in a world of absolutes. Of course, there are certain instances where you'll need to hire a lawyer. But in most cases, when you're dealing with your routine day-to-day contracts in your business, so say you are an online coach and you offer one-on-one coaching services and you hire contractors in your business. If you're using a service provider agreement, which you should be, 
that would be a standard day-to-day agreement that you should be able to easily go in, make edits, and navigate that contract without needing to hire a lawyer. Same thing with bringing in, you know, contractors in your business. If it's a pretty standard arrangement to bring in a contractor, if you have a solid contractor agreement that you use for your business, you really don't need to hire a lawyer to tweak a couple of clauses, you know, here and there when you have a solid strategy and when you have the right resources. So make sure you hear that part clearly. You need a strategy, you need the right resources. And so when I talk about strategy with contracts, you really have to start to think about contracts as what they are, which are a part of your daily business operations. So just like you have a process, your onboarding process for bringing on a new client, your contracts are a big part of that process. Just like you have a process for how you you know, handle customers in your membership or in your coaching program, contracts are a part of that process. And hopefully you have contracts in your onboarding process and, you know, in your uh, booking process and in collecting payments and things like this, because contracts really are a part of your daily operations. Now, that being said, of course, there's going to be risk involved in every relationship, which is why it's important that you have contracts in place to help minimize those risks and protect yourself from things that may happen. But when you think about if you knew what risk there were associated in that relationship, how much more confident would you be to navigate your contracts and go into those business relationships? And if you knew how to actually account for those risks in your contracts, how much more confident would you be? I'm sure that you would be a lot more confident. Hopefully you're, you know, at home or on your commute, nodding your head saying like, yeah, well, if I knew the risk and I knew how to account for them in my contracts, then I would be a lot more confident in how I am approaching contracts in my business. And so, Again, all of this, as long as you have the right information and resources, you can 100% go about um, strategically approaching contracts in your online business, especially for those day-to-day kind of routine contracts that you see on a regular basis. Because when it comes to, you know, bringing lawyer lawyers in for different things, I tell clients all the time, you're really the best person to be handling the contracts in your business because you know your business better than I ever could, right? I know the legal aspects that I am looking for in your agreements to make sure that you're protected. But when it comes to kind of the back and forth conversations um, and things like that, you're the best person in your business to be able to navigate these things. I'll leave you with a quick example. I see so often, I work with a lot of talent managers. So as a digital media attorney, which is like a subset of entertainment law, if you're not as familiar with like the digital media space, I work with a lot of talent managers, meaning I handle a lot of the contracts for the talent that they work with um, in their agencies. And so often I'll have situations where the talent manager is leaning on me for things that is really their job. And it's really things that they should be aware of for their talent. So say for instance, you know, a talent standard usage terms for a certain type of agreement. I don't work with that talent day to day. So I don't really know exactly, you know, what that looks like for them or why that might be in place for them. Now, granted for 
clients I've worked with for years. I learned these things. And so I'm able to kind of handle that um, a bit more for them. But my point in saying this is that, you know, in those types of situations, the manager and the creator are really in the best position to be handling those high level topics in negotiations that are specific to how they do business and how they handle business. And I am really there to make sure that there's nothing crazy in the contract. There's, you know, nothing that's going to get them tripped up down the road. And this really kind of goes back if you listen to the last episode. And if you didn't listen to the last episode, I would encourage you to go back and give that a listen. But this is what I really talked about in the last episode in looking at the difference between technical terms and contracts and legal terms and contracts. So those technical terms are going to be things like, like, what are your standard usage rates? What are your exclusivity terms? You know, how do you typically get paid for this type of partnership? Those types of things would be technical changes or even, you know, going back to a service provider example, you know, how do you normally protect your IP in working with clients? Do you own it 100%? Do you allow your clients to utilize certain portions of your IP um, that they you know, can use in certain contexts. So you're the only person who's going to know that and be able to navigate that. And so when you have a proper contract strategy in place with the right foundational resources, it's going to really empower you to handle these day-to-day contracts in your business. Because again, contracts are a part of your day-to-day operations. So in future episodes, we're going to talk a bit more about what steps you really need to start taking and building out your contract strategy and the different resources and things like that um, to help you in building out that strategy. But again, today I just wanted to kind of look at this from a slightly different perspective because I know that that really common belief of not being a lawyer gets a lot of people really tripped up in just not taking action or being the person who's taking all the action and not considering it because it just feels overwhelming and complicated, which as a business owner myself, I absolutely understand there are certain things that just feel like it's above my pay grade um, and I don't want to deal with it. But you have to have a basic understanding of how these things work. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. And again, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I encourage you to go back, give that a listen. Um, I shared a free resource in that episode, a contracts training, where I also include a checklist for key contract terms that should be in every agreement. I'll be sure to link that again in today's show notes as well so that you can easily access it. Um, But still go back to that episode so that you can have a better frame of reference of those kind of contract basics. So thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you did find this helpful, please share the podcast with a friend and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be notified of when we release future episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you in the next episode of the Contract Playbook Podcast.